Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? Ah, so Patrick, it's really nice out today. It is gorgeous. It looks pretty. I'm thinking it's going to be cold, but it looks pretty. But it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, They're saying uh, low 50s. That'll be good. I can live with that very easily. Low 50s, very nice. Is the the little bit of a little little, uh, white puffies in the sky, but not. I can deal with that. Happy little clouds. Yeah, like we were saying uh, before we turned the the microphones on. I was uh, I had to take a nap before we did the podcast today, and I had the weirdest dream that I had gotten to work, and I'm at work, and I'm like, it's so weird. I, I, I don't remember eating lunch today. Uh, and I'm like, for that matter, I don't remember doing the podcast today. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, did I stiff Pat? And I looked at the phone, and I didn't see a message from you, and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm supposed to be at work right now. I'm like, what, what's going on? And I'm, fr- I'm literally freaking out. So I'm like, I have lost time. Right. I have hours of lost time. And I'm like, and then the alarm went off, and I'm like, oh, good, I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you could actually tell the time in your dream is the weirdest part to me. All the rest of the dream, I'm good with. The fact that you could tell the time in your dream. It's the weirdest. Part well, I mean, I could. I looked at the phone. I don't know if I could actually read it, but my oh, I was like, "Yeah, no, it's, it's it's time to be at work." Here's all the people you work with in the cafeteria, <laughs> going milling about, getting coffee and whatnot. And I I'm got like, you. I got you. "What is what?" Well, and I was telling this guy in the dream, I'm like, "Dude, I can't remember what I had for lunch. I don't remember anything after like last nine night. o'clock this morning." No, I, uh, I remembered getting up and putting the kid on the bus and all that. And I'm like, but I don't remember anything else. And then the alarm went off, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's all right. Gotcha, gotcha, fair enough. Yeah. So now, from How did your morning go? I was sitting downstairs mulling about and realized, oh, it's time for me to actually get ready for the podcast. Let me get all yeah. my nonsense together. That's yeah, about that's all good. it was. That's good. But now, for the listeners, I'm going to ask you directly: How did the shot go? And has Bill Gates gotten in contact with you about your car? Your car? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Bill Gates. That would have been a much better joke. Wow. I said that. Uh, yeah, Bill Gates uh, got in contact with me on the way home from getting the shot to, to warn me about a speed trap. So that was. But <laughs> down to, to oh, out across the bridge, of Bill Gates got in touch with me about my car warranty. Damn it. Oh, that's such a good joke. Wow, that's really good. That's that is like good. That you're putting the building the comedy pyramid right there, man. That yeah, next level. That's a, good one. that's a good one. Oh wow, now, everything went fine. My arm was sore as the Dickens. Okay, um, still a little, still a little sore. Also, for for a workplace where you don't get touched a lot. Right. Everybody all of a sudden, come, everybody's touching you. All of a sudden, everybody's walking up to me. How are we doing, buddy? And I'm like, mother of God, why would you? Do-? They're like, oh yeah, you did get the shot. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Next time you get an exam in a tender place, remind me to, to whack you there. Just a little friendly pat. Exactly. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Next time you oh. see that proctologist, hold on, yeah. bend over. <laughs> next time you get a colonoscopy. <laughs> Remind me to place these steel toes somewhere. Exactly. God. Uh, behind you and they're like, you get this maneuver where someone comes up behind you, like, how you doing? They give you the quick shoulder squeeze. Yep. Or the yep. bicep squeeze. I'm like, yeah, why? No one has touched <laughs> me for six months in this place. And now all of a sudden everybody has to. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it works. God dang it, guy. I know. I know. You're killing me. Yeah. No, I highly recommend it. Um, I got yeah. my next one on the 30th. There you go. Very nice. And I will be taking the uh, the first off just in case. Okay. I don't think you really have to. Well, but... I, and I know a couple people who are nurses who said they were, like, wrecked the next day. Oh, okay. They were, like, complete. They were, like, super fatigued, brain fog. Um, but don't you have to work on the fever. 30th? Yeah, I took it off. Oh, you took both off two days? No, ago. no, no. I didn't take the 30th off. 
They said the next day they get it, and then they wake up the next day and they have a fever. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I got so you. I took okay. the first off. I got you. Fair enough. Yeah. You yeah. trust me. I'm, no. I'm dying to get on the list. Just yeah, can't you got to. You got to start working the. You got to start working the. This is this may be the impetus that gets Pat on Twitter. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I got I to follow some bots. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's how, that's how I just did it. want to get so just to see people again. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, the, the prospect is both terrifying and elating. Oh, it's elating. I'm not terrified anymore. I am the next person I can see that's not, you know, one of the work guys that I have to deal with and not yeah. my wife is just going to get a big bear hug because I can. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. Oh, I know what I need to right now. I, need I love you combat. guys so much. I get, yeah, two spicy nuggets. That's fine. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. You guys are the uh. best. Exactly. I wish Dave was still here. But <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Hey, speaking of Dave is still here, did you ever notice there used to be a guy that worked at the McDonald's at the Street Fire House who was a dead ringer for Dave Thomas from Wendy's? No, I don't go into McDonald's all that often to notice these things, dude. It was uncanny. I said to him one day, he takes my order, I'm like, "You working undercover, Mister Thomas?" And he starts laughing. He goes, "Because." Nobody mentioned that until like a week ago. Now I get it all the time. Like, <laughs> well, I know uh, I'm like, Andy Ginsberg. Like him. He's like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I know Andy Ginsberg's son works there. So every time we go there, my kids say hi to him. And yeah. he has no idea who nope. they are. You know, it's not Josh. It's the other one that I yeah. can never remember his name. Can't remember but his he name has either. No idea who they are. And he's like, "We'll call him Maurice." Why? Yeah, exactly. Maurice Ginsburg. <laughs> we That'll work out real well. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pat, the, we're we're here to talk about. Oh, that's Q. right. We do have something that we're supposed yeah, to. There's an agenda to this <laughs> thing. Um, episode uh, twelve of Ultra Q, which yeah. is. Um, uh, Tori Omita, which is Japanese for I saw bird. You know? <laughs> I saw and I knew bird, the joke was guys. coming, and it's still funny. <laughs> yeah, I saw a bird. Like, exactly. I I still chuckled when they said it in the show. Until later in the episode, it started getting a little ominous. And it's funny that they take a like a, a, a thing that sounds like somebody would Say after you picked them up after they hit their head, you know, fell off a ladder or something. Like, right, so bird. You know, like, <laughs> and they find a way to make it ominous, which is yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, good work, I you guys. I did so like we, it. We open up on a zoo in the middle of the night, and we get a return of the nice sidewalks. Um, yes, which I wrote down as the Tetris sidewalk, um, <laughs> which is actually bad because if, if that was the case, oh, the sidewalk would disappear. Um, well, not just that; you'd have like all that. the various colors that you used to have in Tetris as well. There, it could be this is a black and white show, Pat. You don't know. Um, no. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, you'd sorry, still see take slight variations in hues. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't don't, st- don't but what, don't dude, harsh you, your yum. You're an architect of the comedy pyramid. Don't don't argue with the guys on the foundation. You know, like, I know, I know. I don't know how we're going to put an elevator in here. Can we just do the bottom, please? <laughs> exactly. There's going to be a patio, right? Can we just do the bottom? Get the bottom, please. Yeah. So let us get the substructure first and then we'll worry about the rest. Precisely. (laughs) So all the animals are in a big tizzy. Um, and, uh, the, the one maintenance guy is, um, what, what I really love is they show him from behind the fence and he's looking sort of like, I'm going to look here and then I'm going to look higher in the same direction. Right. I'm going to look just to my, just, I don't know, four degrees to the left. But then they're just different animals. <laughs> yeah, it's almost the like they're all in one giant cage. No That's wonder exactly they're it. all it's upset. Like, I can just barely move my head, and you'll see all the other animals right. in this zoo. Right. Oh, be, okay, sure. Yeah, okay. As you put the lions and the monkeys and everything right next to each other. Yeah. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. So, like, <laughs> okay, fine. And then he's freaking out, and he sees a like a what looks to be a UFO in the sky, right? Right, and um, you're like, okay, it could be a um, a um, what you call it, uh, a zeppelin or something, and, or whatever, uh, right? And he has a super freak out, like he really wigs out. This guy oh, he goes is, nuts. 
Yeah, absolutely. This guy is 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 looking for the Nick Cage school of freak out acting, and um, (laughs) and he is a graduate (laughs) magna cum laude. Exactly. um, Then we get our opening, and uh, the cops are looking through the um, the next day. It's cops, right? Yeah. No, no, no. They're on the. They, that, that, the, that go to the zoo and are like, yeah, oh, what's going on? All like the animals cops. have busted out. Yeah, they busted yeah. out of their cages. Right. 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 And then they find the guy and he's got a head wound. And they're like, oh, what happened? What happened? And, of course, this man is injured, so they shake him and strike him a few times. To make- of course. Isn't that what you're supposed to do as they're laying on the ground? Get up! Get up! Get up! <laughs> <laughs> Look, science indicates that uh, when someone is suffering from trauma like this, making sure that they feel pain will jostle them back to reality. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) And then he goes, I saw a bird. And then he dies the best on-screen death I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) 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 The most exaggerated. (laughs) Guys, when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, it was incredibly silly. You're like, all right, they they just wanted to let you know that yeah, he's really dying over here. Yeah, you know, like when kids play uh, cops and robbers or, or whatever they play, now. right? Um, the Federalists versus the Insurrectionists, whatever. But uh, <laughs> oh god, when they do like when the one kid's like, oh, tell mother I loved her. Yep. Uh, you know, it was it was that just level. A hair a beneath that. <laughs> He didn't like cross his eyes and stick his tongue out. That's the only thing he didn't do. It was an Artie Johnson level of on. Oh God, yeah. yeah. James Fields will get that. That's the only person will get that. That's fine Other as long you. as we put in the jokes. <laughs> We're old. We admit this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, we, believe me, I confused dozens of people with the Goro and Goro and Bob and Ted and Alice. Oh, um, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. I saw that and I said. Yeah, that's basically for us. Yeah. Because the, the people in the other side, the A to Z podcast, they have they A, like, never what? seen that movie and B, never heard of it. Right, and right. I know I've seen it four or five times as much as I don't really like it. It's on. I'm like, yeah, right. I can watch this. It's not a bad movie. Um, I, Elliot Gould's in that, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I like Elliot Gould. I forget if he's not, Bob or Ted, so, but it doesn't not matter. Not so much as a, as a as a person, but as an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I, I always wanted to do uh, Godzilla versus Kong versus Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh god! <laughs> but that's another one people aren't going to get. But that's fine. No, of course they have no idea what Kramer versus Kramer is. So now we have a, a, a peaceful fishing village where everybody's getting there. You know, getting ready to get the boats out or in. I can't quite tell. It's early morning, and one of the fishermen had states later in the episode. Oh, we go fishing before dawn. So, of course, I don't know if they're bringing the catch in or they're doing early morning fishing. Early morning fishing things. That's all you have to say. It's early morning fishing things. Right. And there's a young kid who's um, apparently lives by himself, uh, running around with a giant sack of. Belongings, we'll call it that, and uh, and it's then, bindi. Um, no, it's a bindle. That would be bindle. A, sorry, bindle. A bindi is uh, Steve Irwin's kid. Um, oh, okay, sorry, <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it means something else too. Um, but and then he stops and gets a gets water from like a public hose. Right, a public hose, for lack of a better term. Right, basically um, what it is out of just a big like the. Biggest glass wine bottle you've ever seen. Oh, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. But you got to figure that's the only way you're going to get clean water at that time, which, okay, is not. Yeah, I get it. No, I mean, like, that's probably the public, like, could come from a spring. There used to be a place in Edison that was a cold spring that ran out of the ground. Okay. That people would get water from it. You'd You'd go past the park and you'd see people with like five gallon water jugs and stuff. And right. they came out there like, yeah, you should be drinking. <laughs> we okay, thanks. We, the citizens, citizen, uh, the township of Edison, do not recommend drinking water out of that, you guys. And okay, like, thanks. Okay, we're still going to do it. We're, exactly. we're cheap. We're real cheap. Well, it's, it's like, not just that. It's it's all those people that go, what? You're going to tell me what I can't do? I can do anything I want. Yeah, okay. It's a lot of that. Yeah. When you have your fifth head, don't come blaming us. 
I would stop at three, but that's me. Exactly. Just saying. Um, so uh, this Viking ship sort of looking thing appears. And did you notice the head, what the head was? The head was the dragon from the... Oh, um, that's... I was particularly... Remember weird for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice that the head of the Viking ship was the head of the dragon. I yep. was looking for it. I'm like... You're like, it's showing up at some it. point. Yep. Yeah. And then as I got to the end of the episode, I'm like, it wasn't in here anywhere. What happened? <laughs> oh, it's the head of the Viking Oh, ship. yes, it okay. is. Um, so uh, <laughs> they, the, the people are like, oh, this is so crazy. Um, and the uh, they the, our heroes arrive um, as they do, and they're as already they on they're already on board the ship. They're like, okay, right, and everybody's investigating. <coughs> Sorry, because there's no crew on this Viking ship, right? And there's uh, um, what do you call it? <coughs> Utensils and plates set up, right? And everything's set up like they were there five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Now, as good a seafaring people as the Vikings were, right. I don't think they were making it to Japan, but right. that's just me. Yeah, I, man, they they went very far, but that's 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 around the horn, man. That's that really is completely the, around the horn. Yeah, that's, that's like, around okay, the horn well, of Africa. Gonna, You're they're yeah. not going to make work they, very well. I was going to say they could have gone the long way, but. It's all the long way. <laughs> it's all the long way, right? Let's see. You're either going around South America or Africa. Either right. way, it's all the long way. There's no <laughs> Panama Canal, you know, and you can't go north because then you're in ice, right? Uh, they could, I mean, they could have picked it up and walked it, but that's a, that's inconvenient. <laughs> but then you're going across all of Asia. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I got an idea, Sven. We're going to put the wheels on it and wheel it along that the Great Wall. But uh, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, Sven. That's the only name I know. But uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, Olaf, you got to go with an Olaf. Olaf there there you go. <laughs> Nicely done. I could not. It wasn't coming to me. And That's I'm, all right. I'm like, there's got to be a Rose Nyland quote that I could pull from. <laughs> Old, From your history old man watching Snoog- the Golden Girls. Old man Snoogledorf, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Flugenkagen. Um, <laughs> so they're all on they're all on the ship and they find the uh, the logbook and it's all written in what they're it's supposed to be incomprehensible, but it's really scribble. Yo, yeah, absolutely. There's literally no effort was put into that because they were like, this is going to be shown for eleven seconds. Yeah, and, and don't no go crazy. Never gonna see it again. <laughs> exactly. This film yes. will be lost forever. Exactly. It may be Just shown twice on t- crazy. Yeah, it may be shown twice on Japanese television, and we don't anticipate anyone in the world ever seeing this, let alone a high definition, whatever that is, release on Blu-ray, <laughs> whatever that is, in exactly. twenty twenty, whenever that is. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. All of this never gonna happen. Right. Oh, here we are. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's some prop designer in Japan, like ah, crap. <laughs> well, I mean, th- you look I could have put this, a secret message in it. <laughs> you look at this, and then you go back to the movie Seven, where they actually did one yeah. full book of yeah. all the stupid little scribbles, and you're mm-hmm. like. Oh God! Someone actually took the time to try to make it look like they were crazy. That's okay. That's what I like. <sighs> well, it's back like back when high definition television was first a thing. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of TV shows included in jokes. Like there would be a coffee mug on a table that just didn't look like anything. Um, when you looked at it through your regular standard definition television, but if right. you had one of those new fancy, newfangled high definition televisions, you could read that the mug said, "Congratulations on your purchase of a high definition television." <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm behind stuff like that. That's yeah, great. that kind of stupid stuff is what yeah. makes life fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're talking about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so uh, what's going on?" And then. Uh, um, well, they say that the logbook was somehow written 998 years ago. Yeah. Well, then we get that. To, we get that with Professor Colonel Sanders, who shows up later. Right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But meanwhile, oh, um, that's all right. Eureka uh, finds a bird, it, and it's just funny. She's looking at the logbook, and it's full on a bird. It's just dropped 
<laughs> from oh, the yeah. stage oh, hand absolutely. above her head <laughs> and just lands there looking good. Like, huh? This little finch is like looking very confused. Like, oh, look at that. I'm on TV. Hey, mom. You know? <laughs> and then they're like, the ship starts shaking and they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. So they all hightail it out. And the ship basically melts. Yeah. So I guess and, it was a wax model. Well, um, it wasn't just, I mean, I would say it was more rubbery than waxy because they did bend it a good little bit to make it look like it was trying to sink. No, I, I, I honestly think that's because that's how they do um, the, you know, like uh, in the Godzilla movies in the, in uh, like the first one, he goes and he breathes his atomic fire and the uh, high tension uh, pylons melt. Right. Right. Those are made out of wax and the studio uh, lights, they just turn the studio lights up and they and melt it's it gonna and melt they filmed it. it. Okay. Okay. Then I can see it. E.G. Subaraya, effing genius. So okay. <laughs> I could see it then because if yeah. that's how, because that it would bend the same way as those high attention wires now that you bring it to that. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, then it's going to be wax. Yeah. That, would make, yeah, a lot that, that would make sense. He's like, Hey, we did this on Godzilla. Watch this. You know, <laughs> And by the way, two things. When when everybody's like, there's a strange ship in the harbor, right? And everybody goes running. How amazing was it that all those old people got such a move on? Like, they oh, were yeah. really cooking. Oh, yeah. I would have broken my ankle on those rocks on that beach. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, running across a field of landscaping stones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all wet. And it's, not, and, and it's not yeah. gravel. And they're all wearing flip-flops. Of course. For, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Holy moly. But again, you're not Japanese on a seashore eating basically only fish. That's right. So, <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's a fish and rice diet. Gives you better yeah, exactly. stability on wet rock surfaces. Well, no, but, you're just so used to doing it because you do it every other day is well, the sure. issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... <sighs> <laughs> so we then see the kid go out in his boat and I'm seasick. Holy mackerel. That was what, four or five seconds of footage of that? Yeah. The prow of that ship bobbing up and down. Uh, up and like, down, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm literally seasick. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, that's super effective. That was not awesome. So you're never going out on an actual boat then, is what you're telling me. I you have. Four or five seconds on a, on a, television boat you're not going out on an actual boat. I have but that was awfully rough like it just it I, I suppose if I had, had no no dude I'm I'm a <coughs> dramamine immediately oh like, okay we, I got you yeah just before yeah, you we, go onto the boat you yeah take the we drag. went on a cruise and it was fine uh because I had it's dramamine. a giant boat yeah well we had rough seas at one point but uh oh, okay. you could feel the boat moving but Dramamine. You go to the purser's desk, you go, I would like to not throw up. And they go, yes, sir. And they hand you a little... Um, and they give you a dramamine. Yeah. yeah. They hand you a little pad, like one of those little manila coin envelopes with a yep. couple of dramamines in it. And they're like, come see us if you need more. And I'm like, thank you, my good man. And yes. Um, yes. and they worked for me. They worked great. Um, yeah, I've taken dramamine. Anytime I go on a boat, I do the same thing. I take it just before, you know, half a minute, half an hour, 20 minutes before I get on the boat. So that way I am not going to get seasick because I will. Yeah. I'm not good on boats. Trish has asked me any number of times, why don't I take the boys out fishing, you know, yeah. on one of those fishing boats down in whatever, Keyport Harbor or whatever. I'm like, no, I get seasick. You want to go. I'm not going to stop you. I'll pay. I don't care. I'm not going. <laughs> Crucial pays. You have an afternoon to yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like, I will pay for you to get out of the house. No problem. Yeah. We went fishing, <laughs> Dad. What did you do? Hunt mine? <laughs> <laughs> I threw up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I let you guys go fishing, and Dad went out. Uh, don't look in the trunk because there's certainly not a whole bunch of movies in there. So um, Exactly. Yeah, Dad did not go to anywhere cool. But, nope, nope, yeah, nope. Dad's not allowed of, to go to anywhere cool. Yeah. Speaking of, we put a harbor freight where I asked us to put a harbor freight, right? Um, yeah. And by us, I mean society and the Harbor Freight Corporation. Of course. Um, right where we wanted it, in, in Hazlitt. In Hazlitt, um, where it's very convenient. Yeah. Yes. How many times have you been to it? Four or five? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I was at the one in East Brunswick more than that. 
Well, I I never <laughs> now that it's there. I'm like, well, now that it's close, I'm like, okay, it's there. If I need it. Well, I've but tried to tell other people make, to. Oh yeah, I would get the catalog and make special trips. <laughs> I'm like, oh, tarps are on sale. Tarps, woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you can get a tarp anytime you want it, you don't want it anymore. It's <laughs> okay. So then, so the kid goes to what appears to be like this deserted beach, and he's got a cabin. And I, at first, I was like. Is this like an abandoned cabin that he has found? And oh no no no, that was no, his just, home. It well, I don't know if it's his home or that's where he wants to hang out because three fishermen come to get him later in the episode. Yeah, and it's unclear if they are just people from the village who are like, "You're an orphan, you can't live here by yourself," or no, he doesn't call any of them dad or uncle. No Steve no 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 no. They are yeah. looking for him, and they know where to find him. Because they know where his house is, is the right. way I took it. And I'm like, yeah. that that that's not great. Even in the 60s, that's not great. But no. what do I know? <laughs> I mean, he seems to be doing pretty good for himself. He's, okay. got, his, he's got his giant sack of belongings and <laughs> takes out a nice porcelain cup out of it to drink his water out of. So of he's course. sophisticated. That's fine. <laughs> He's not, you know, savage, Patrick. Exactly. Exactly. So the the crew go and see uh, uh, um, Dr. Colonel Sanders, and he um, tells him, like, oh, you you saw a bird on this thing. And that was the last entry in the the journal was, I saw a bird. And I'm like, oh, that is actually a little chilling, you know. Um, And she's like, uh, Eureka's like, I I saw a bird on on the boat right before it sank. And he's like, oh, what did it look like? And they go through this. I'm like, I'm sitting there yelling at the TV. It looked like a finch. It was a finch because it looked like a finch. And but it like, can't oh, this be bird. a finch. Exactly. It could have been an no, it was finch. A we finch. don't know. <laughs> it was a finch on the show. I'm not arguing yeah. with that. There's no but reason they, they couldn't have said, make- oh, this is a demon finch or something like. <laughs> no, you can't use demon finches because then people won't like finches. <laughs> Not that particular finch. I mean, like, this is a special demon finch. Or you could have opened up the pet store and been like, hey, we sell that demon finch that you saw on the Ultra Q last night and made some money. Move some <laughs> units. Move some feather units. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So he's uh, like, yeah, but the wingspan of the bird is 42 meters. Or, yes. And the yes. bird you was obviously not that big. I'm like, no, obviously she wasn't smushed. Um, <laughs> and they're like, and it does sort of resemble a finch. Now you're looking at that picture and you're like, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. No, it does not. <laughs> it absolutely I mean, does not look like a finch. Finches are at two inches and then you go to yeah. 43 meters, and, they and they're adorable. The of the thing. Oh, I'm not saying they're not adorable, but the picture in the book looked absolutely nothing right. like the bird an, that was on the an ship. Extinct species of prehistoric bird called uh, Larugius. And okay. they're like, well, how did it get here? Maybe it came with a Viking ship, which somehow traveled through time. Um, right. And I love that, like, June comes up with the idea, like, maybe it th- traveled through the fourth dimension to come 900 years in the future. And then Yuri's like, oh, is this another one of your crazy sci-fi ideas? I'm like, hi, episode 12 now? You've seen yeah, some crazy yeah. stuff. Maybe. Crazy is the name of the show. Let's get on with this. <laughs> Maybe listen to the man for once. Like, At a certain point, you have to go, you know what? Yeah, sure. Okay, May 4th Dimension. Why not? And so even like Professor Colonel Sanders is like, Look, we have no evidence of fourth dimension, but you never know, you know. Exactly, exactly. That's all you have to di- say is, I don't have proof, but I can't disprove it either. So sure, why not? Yeah, That's all and he yes, has to do. We, but but listeners, we do know that his, his name is Doctor Ichitani, but he's Doctor Colonel Sanders, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I just write down his name anymore as Colonel because I know he's Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I read this DK, DKS, doc, or not, DCS, Dr. Colonel Sanders, yeah. Yeah, the DCS of KFC. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, now, the, the kid's name, by the way, is Saburo. So, he uh, he befriends this small bird and names it Kuro, which, by the way, is an ironic name for a white bird because Kuro means black in Japanese. Oh, okay. I did not know that. There's your lesson today, kids. 
You say this, this podcast isn't educational. I did. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, so uh, a large flock of chickens goes missing after the bird's appearance in the village. And uh, the they believe the bird is dangerous. And the local authorities go in to get it, which is phenomenal. It's one of the greatest scenes ever because the military comes in or the police. They come in with their helmets and their rifles and everything. And they start trying to grab this bird and the one guy gets it and just this dog pile <laughs> of everybody jumping on top dog of him pile jumps on top of it like secure the bird <laughs> right and again it is a finch which might yeah. be two inches long and they can't catch it yeah uh. this is this is shortly after the poor bird gets marooned in the ocean and i wrote down Minimally, one animal was harmed. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. While making absolutely. <laughs> Oh, yeah. my God. Because there's no way once a finch actually hits water, it's not getting out again. There are well, birds I mean, that can, but a finch could have scooped him out. That's fine. But, like. But there was nobody around him. You know what I mean? I mean, cameraman, Patrick. I mean, like. I'm sure a finch wrangler of some sort. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, Hey, what's your job, Finch Wrangler? But, exactly. um, yeah. <laughs> but all those chickens, I'm oh, certainly sure those I'm certainly sure those that was crew meal for that night. Oh, they were like absolutely. Also, absolutely. why would you look turn turn towards Dr. Colonel Sanders? Maybe he had something to do with this. Chicken. Do you have a seven recipe or seven spice <laughs> recipe we could use here? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny enough I do. Here's my here's my card. <laughs> So exactly. The, my absolute favorite scene of the whole thing um, is the military m- marching towards the back of a truck with a bird in a cage. Looking yeah. Very serious indeed. Like, <laughs> and the, the music is. Dun, 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 we've got the bird. He's in the cage. <laughs> in the truck. Now drive away. You know, and so then they're, uh, they take him to a jail. So the bird's in a cage, in, a, in another cage. In another cage. Cages all the way down. Um, and there's a bunch of Japanese prisoners in, in the uh, other uh, adjoining cell. And right. you see an animation on the wall of the, the shadow of the bird as he gets larger and busts out of the cage. And right. I'll tell you what, the escape of this bird from the jail is an exceptionally well-done sequence. Yes, Yes. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the ship sinking sequence. I thought that was halfway decent enough. Great. I didn't think it was great. But the bird expanding and breaking out of the cage through the roof, I thought that was well, well done. How great was it that, like, the guys downstairs are freaking out, and they're like, oh, and the ceiling starts to come down, and a bird foot comes through it, and it just (laughs) steps on a guy. Yep. 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 Oh my god, that was amazing! And that guy's I was like, yeah, thank you. yeah, it was amazing. Oh, it was so great! And then it's like packing its way through the roof. That looked amazing. It did. Um, it the, did. You know, the wings coming out. Yeah, that miniature work was fantastic. And then the bird takes off. Not so hot. The flying model of the bird is where it's just flapping away. It looks terrible. Then yeah. they cut to like. Did you notice the strings on the bird? Because I did. Oh, you know, I didn't. I I did, however, notice them in the next episode. We'll we'll talk about that, too. (laughs) So he's flapping away, and it's flying around, and all the the, the roof tiles are being peeled (laughs) off of the buildings. Right, because uh, it's such a big bird, it causes its own windstorm. mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Sure, sure. sure. We've all seen Rodan. We know how it works. And... (laughs) Just it was really great. They, they blew a car clean off the bridge into the water. That yep. was a nice. That was nice. That was, there was some good miniature work of the yeah. destruction of the village and all that. Yeah. That was that good was, miniature work. That, that was great. Um, exactly. And then the 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 our heroes are protecting the kid on the beach as this giant bird flies over and flies off into the sunset as the kid waves sayonara. Right. When our episode ends. Cue cue the guy walking in and goes. You know, right? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, well, that's that. <laughs> See you next week, fellas. Exactly. Yeah. And Zach is watching the last bit of this episode and says, wait, they don't kill a bird? He's no, like, wait, they don't it? have to. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm like, yeah, they don't have to kill everything in this show. Yeah. They can let stuff live as long in as fact, it goes away. They can't kill most of it. They don't have the ability to kill it. It's like regular <laughs> people dealing with wacky crap. Exactly. That's the subtitle. <laughs> oh my god, it's insane. All right, so let's let's do our monster minute on uh Larugius. Um, who looks more like a pigeon once he once he's big. But that's fine. Yes. Um, yes. He's definitely seven, not a finch, that's no, for sure. No. Seven seven centimeters to fifty meters. Okay. The the weight is a bit problematic because I think it's supposed to be in grams. Right. It's, it's three hundred kilograms. <laughs> they wrote well, him a, as a giant bird, no, no, he's fifteen thousand tons as a giant bird. Oh no, no, then he's yeah. a little bird. He's three hundred kilos, so that's whoops. not going to work. Yeah, no. Uh, this is first and only appearance. Okay, okay. He is a critically, or he's critically endangered carnivorous giant bird. Well, considering he's the last one from a thousand years ago, yeah, he's critically endangered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> His prop is actually a defeathered and descaled Leitra prop from the first episode, which in turn was a miniature Rodan from 1964's Geeter of the Three-Headed Monster. Okay. Um, oh, here we go. After that, it was after it was used for uh, Lurigius, it was sent back to Toho, where its head was defeathered and used to make the giant condor head from 1966's Ibira Horror of the Deep, um, which is a Godzilla versus the sea monster to you and me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And during the bird's attack on the city, hey, guess what? Stock footage of 1956's film Rodan was used. Oh, there you go. So there we have go. all seen bits of Rodan. <laughs> there you have it. Even if we didn't realize it at the yeah. time. <laughs> uh, in some models, uh, the monster was portrayed with bat like wings. Um, I preferred the feathers that they had. I'll have to admit that part. I yeah. did like the feathers that they had. Yeah. Uh, in episode one of Ultraman Orb, Thurugius's shadow was used to depict uh, a photograph of Maga Basser by a civilian. This was part of an Easter egg in the series in tribute to the 50th anniversary of the Ultraman series. Hey. Oh, okay. Did not know that. What do you know? Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, that's that. I thought that was uh, again. I'm in, I'm I'm entertained delightfully by this. Yeah, series. I am entertained by the series. That's basically how I'm going into this. Is am I entertained? That's mm-hmm. all it is anymore. Yeah, and also, am I confused? The answer to both. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> well, then, yes. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, exactly. okay, fine, fine. Um, so the next one is. Wait, where is the next episode here? Dang it! Come on. Uh, Garadama. Yeah, but I just keep getting ads for Best Buy. Um, oh. That's right. But we'll be right back right after this. See in a minute. Okay, and we are back with more of the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And just so you guys know, a group of hippos is often referred to as a bloat. A bloat of hippos. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it can also well, be referred to as a crash, a herd, a pod, or a dale. But I thought, oh, bloat, well then. I like I the bloat better, though. Bloat was the, pretty much my favorite. Uh, yeah, no, well, the reason we said that is every time we join the conference call, uh, a, like, stock stock photo comes up and we tell right. each other what each other's stock photo was. And this time I would say bloat of hippos. So, <laughs> uh, we are coming back with episode 13 of ultra Q Garadama. Um, and that originally aired. Oh crap. Three twenty seven, nineteen sixty six, 1966, which we didn't do for the last one, but it was a week prior. Um, twenty, right. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> directed by Hajime Subaraya, uh, screened by, by Tetsuo Kinja. And special skill director was Tohu Mata- uh, Matoba. Okay. So uh, here we go. Several boys uh, are out getting firewood, and they come back with a very mysterious lightweight meteorite. Right. Um, right. They're very familiar-looking teacher who drives me nuts. I can't figure out where I know this woman from. Um, did you just get an idea? No. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Wait, I know. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I don't have ideas ever. You know that. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. She looks real familiar. Um, and I cannot place who she might be. She might be, there could be in the trivia section of this episode too. So, uh, stay we'll tuned for that. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, they discover this weird, um, this weird super light meteorite. So they of course bring it to Dr. Colonel Sanders in Tokyo. Um, under analysis, the meteorite, uh, which the children for some reason call Garadama, which is a word for meteorite, um, okay. is identified as being comprised of tilsonite. Um, and it is found to be emanating radio waves. Of course. Um, yeah. Uh, we did. We also see some. There's some nice dam footage because we. There's also some footage of uh, some schoolgirls out on like a pleasure cruise, um, with like a glass bottom observation boat. Um, right, because they're they're in this above the dam, and yeah. they show you. We call that area a lake where there's water. <laughs> but there was a village that was purposely flooded. To yeah. build that dam, so right, you right, can right. go out and see the village on these glass-sided boats. Yeah, I guess it looks like there was like little observation windows built into the right. side of the boat. Neat idea. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, they're they they find out that the 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 Tilsonite is um, is emanating radio waves. They don't know why. So June and Ipe go out with uh, Professor Colonel Sanders to, in a rare non-white coat moment. Um, <laughs> he, he took off his lab coat. Head. Yeah, he took his lab coat off. I was like, oh, it's action, Dr. Colonel Sanders. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, all right. This is going to be, this is quite interesting. Um, and I think to myself, oh, well, that you know, this is what, this is a, uh, this is, uh, you know, this is out into the field, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, okay, fine. Um, they, uh, they, they go out looking around and the, the, and the two girls that, I mean, also again, the, the casting department doing a good job of putting attractive people, uh, no attractive ladies on this show. Cause well, you could say attractive people. You could no, some of the guys. That- that boat driver was not awesome. <laughs> he looked, but that some dude of them was, aren't terrible. Yeah, I mean. that dude looked like beef jerky. I mean, you know. <laughs> and that entire fishing village the last time looked like the median age was 104. <laughs> right? Fair like, enough. Fair this enough. guy's channeling Humphrey Bogart in the African Queen, something fierce. Exactly. Right? And they're, they're driving. They're, they're driving. Well, they're floating on this lake. I guess you drive a boat. You're piloting it. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're going along and the girls are explaining like one girl's like, Oh, I used to live in that house. Um, this reminds me when I was a kid, they flooded my village and blah, 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 blah. And, what? um, the, the, uh, there's, but what's funny is as they're they're you know, they show the boat from a distance and there's uh radio music playing being played. And my first thought was this guy's got a wreck being out in nature by playing his music super loud. And sure enough, he's got a radio tied to the rail and he's playing his, and I'm like, really? You just can't enjoy the majesty of nature. God, it's like when you go out for a hike and there's some tool bag out there with this Bluetooth speaker in his backpack. Yeah. And it's blaringly loud. Oh, none of us, none of us want to listen to your music. And I include the deer and the bear in that. Like (laughs) none of these birds give two craps about the latest Daft Punk album. Turn turn your nonsense off. They, exactly. We have this great new invention. They're called headphones. Use them. Use them well. <laughs> yeah, I don't care how you use them. It. Just use them. Um, blow your own skull off. Whatever. Um, exactly. Yeah, I don't need it. So uh, they're they're they they get uh, Yuri on the phone and they're like, go over to the 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 uh, physics department at the university and uh, they'll, they'll start testing this meteorite and whatever. Right. It's like, all right, right on. And, uh, then, uh, a big, 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 big meteorite comes into the, uh, into the atmosphere and boy, can you see those wires? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> in the shot where it's coming at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's like big flaming rock and, 
and it's not even like they're it's like two big cables holding it up. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Just like, because you got to figure even if they're using paper mache painted, it's not going to be super light. So yeah. I think they actually used a real rock and then had to have actual cables to hold it up. Maybe because I mean it's cheaper whatever. to use a real rock than to make one because you just go out find a rock and now you've got a rock i would think logistically it's harder look you got guys who are going to be like hey hey hey, we got to hold this up with cave with on a winch like on a pulley system right so you know you're going to need more dudes to control a giant rock or however big the rock was we don't know it wasn't that big it wasn't that big because you would have looked like a big hunk of something whatever but Um, but anyhow you can see the wires guys and it's Boy, howdy. Can you see Yeah, it is. It really is. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, it basically hits the lake and empties the lake. Yes. Yes. In in great miniature footage. Like, when, it's funny. When we, oh. first, when we first saw the dam, like, in an actual location, I did not think to myself, well, they're going to build that in miniature so it can be destroyed later. Spoiler. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> they, they build exactly it in miniature so it can thing. be destroyed later. Um, <laughs> and it throws the boat out of the <laughs> in this spectacular <laughs> shot of this tiny miniature boat getting like yeeted out so of this lake. Up a mountain. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and anyone who lived through Hurricane Sandy in our area can relate to uh, boats, boats in strange thrown. places. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, <sighs> So, and now these two girls, uh, the dude is obviously gone. He has been swept overboard and is currently a tree ornament somewhere. Um, somewhere. He's not, yeah, he's not relevant to the story, so he's gone, gone. Yeah. Our two, <laughs> our two by the way, talk about having a freak out. Like, yeah. <laughs> overact much? Um, <laughs> related, did you watch the Shadow uh, Blu-ray that I lent you? No, yet. I did not yet. I'm going okay. to do it this weekend. That's fine. There's no timetable on it. I just want to see if you and I agree on the spot where uh, Alec Baldwin just decides, like, oh, that's the top? I'm going over it. And it's real <laughs> early in the movie. Like, super, super way earlier than you think um, that would happen. Um, but, oh, yeah. Oh, it was right yeah. over it. <laughs> doesn't even touch the top. Like, <laughs> nice. Doesn't graze the undercarriage, throwing the leg over the top. No, no. nothing. Not a thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so they decide, the, the Duck Colonel, or no, Ipe and, um, Ipe and June decide they have to rescue the people on the boat because they can see them. And right. um, Dr. Colonel Sanders is like, I'm going to go, um, I don't know, was he going back to the lab? I don't remember. He goes he back to the lab to try to yeah. do more studies to see how yeah. this could have happened and what's sure. going on with this meteorite. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. No, yeah. Don't worry I, about I'm, those people. They're fine. I'm assuming he's taking the car. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't think they brought more than one car. So while no. you go back to Tokyo, we're going to rescue these people off this boat and what? Walk home? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Just rescue the people first. What's Figure great is that rest that, out that, later. Yeah, that didn't dawn on me till just now. But uh, <laughs> so okay, fine. Um, then uh, we see from the uh, the the meteorite starts to develop cracks in it, and um, it opens up to reveal a monster named Garamon. Yes. Who looks very familiar because he's Pigmon, but giant sized and a robot. Right, and I saw that right away. I'm like, oh, it's Pigmon. Yay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it's not. It's the precursor to Pigmon. His name is Garamon, and he's a robot. Of course. Of so they right? <sighs> so, um, and uh, so, oh, what I really enjoyed was that they were like, uh, they, all the kids go up there too, and Professor Colonel Sanders is like, "All right, take the kids downstream. We got to get out of this take area." Take them back like, home to get them safe. No, no. What he said was, "Take them downstream." Isn't that where all the water's going? <laughs> <laughs> 
It, it went over the dam. That's downstream's the only place it can go. <laughs> yeah. Don't heave point out the, the rapids, parts. Yeah. <laughs> heave these heave these kids off this cliff. Would you just just, exactly. just push around into nothing? <laughs> so the uh, the secret, of course, is revealed that the radio waves are what is controlling Garamond. Right. Right. So, you know, Garamond is actually a robot because you can tell by the way he walks. Yeah, you hear the metal click, click, like you said, and you're like, okay, that's effective. All you need is a little noise to make it sound like a robot. Sure. And he's silly. (laughs) Garamond is silly. There's no. And I think that's what people realized. People probably were like, hey, we really like that Garamond monster. He's real funny. And people were like, the guys were probably like, oh. We wanted him to be menacing. Oh well, he's now the cute monster. So like, <laughs> we just change the name a little bit, and he's yep. in the new show. And rename him Pigmon, <laughs> and he's gonna be the guy who gets killed a lot. But that's fine. Exactly. He'll be sympathetic. The ladies will love him. And uh, <sighs> so, what I really liked was when he's you know menacing the empty area of the flattened village. Um, right, and he's, he starts acting kind of goofy, and you cut back to the laboratory and they're going at the meteorite with a rotary saw <laughs> yep and can't cut it with the rotor circular so he's saw. like so they stop and they're like and he's like okay 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 i'm good i'm good now exactly and then exactly. he busts through the dam which and, was uh, effective. I do yeah. like how they built this thing for him to break through. Yeah. That was oh, did you laugh when I did where it, the spot I did where they were they show the dam and then his head just pops up? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's cute. That's good. <laughs> like, as soon as that happened, I'm like, and he's breaking through this dam. And then oh, yeah. he did break through the dam. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, he smashes through the dam, destroys the power station on the bottom, and then cut back to the university where uh, they put a Faraday cage, which looks like it was made out of taffeta, um, over oh, the... Oh, no, it, yeah, it was just a Pyrex box. It wasn't even a Faraday cage because there was no metal anywhere to be seen. Well, it, no, they said it was like a metal mesh cage, but it, it looked like it was like that fine, like screen door material. Um, I didn't even see that on my on my yeah. picture of it. It just looked yeah. like a Pyrex box. No, no, it was definitely, it was definitely, it was big, too. Um, oh, it was big. But it was definitely, like, um, chiffon's not the word I'm looking for. Taffeta? Taffeta, okay. I think, yeah. So it was, like, imagine a, me- a, a mesh made, mesh. like, yeah, like a taffeta mesh. Steel taffeta, steel taffeta. There you go. It's my all-girl uh, heavy metal cover band, you guys. Steel there you taffeta. go. There um, you go. And um, so... Okay, they put it over the thing. It cuts the signal off, and <laughs> the cameraman just stops. A bunch of crud comes out of his mouth, and he and he falls, falls asleep, yeah, or falls asleep. I'm not sure. I'm gonna falls go with down. asleep, <laughs> right? And then the episode just ends, and you're like, "What? <laughs> yeah, what the what? How the?" And now you got to think. Wait a minute. Now they've got to move this thing from a dam, then rebuild the dam, and the river is going to come back very soon. Right. Right. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. I don't know. It's just. But that's <laughs> fine. Fine. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. You just it's let it okay. go and go. All right. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, that's when our little announcer goes, comes up, and says, "Nuts!" Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who'd have thought? Uh, so, uh, let's see. Trivia: The Garamond suit was, of course, later reused for the monster Pigmon in Ultraman. Of course, uh, of course. He serves as the first boss in the video game Ultra Tokulon that they sent to, and bizarrely can shoot a beam as it appears from underground. Sure, sure. Um, he is the first monster in an Ultraman series to be used as a living weapon by aliens. Okay. Um, oh, in early script ideas, Garamon was meant to fight the massive monkey Goro. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, he inspired Garagon of Ultra Q Dark Fantasy and Gamoron of Ultraman Cosmos. Um, oh, the sounds that Garamon emits are actually recordings of cicadas buzzing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. 
So, um, and we have uh, the is the first mechanical kaiju to appear in an Ultraman series. Okay, okay, yeah. that's fair. I would really like to know though who that actress is, and it's driving me bananas. Oh, the teacher it, that you were yeah. looking at earlier. She yeah, looks real familiar, and it's it's. I'm like. Well, don't let you know, it bother you that much. I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, I'll be watching something unrelated and I'll see her show up and I'll go, "Die, we got there." She it. is. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but the uh, return of Ultraman Blu-ray sets from Mill Creek—they um, have—they're having a book replacement program. Um, the booklet that came with it had some mistakes in it that got let through. So right, you did mention it. Yeah. Um, well, I got my replacement, and they shipped it in just like a paper envelope. Yeah, because um, they don't have to do much more than that. Yeah, they actually do have to do much more than that for two reasons. One, the spine is all cracked up now. Because um, uh, it just went through first-class mail and got beat up. And, I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. The envelope is just shy of being too big, right? So when they peel the uh, adhesive part, and they sealed it. Part it of the glue to the book. got onto the book. So uh-huh. a lot of people have been complaining that they opened their envelope and, and ripped half it, the book it, apart. It ripped the cover of the book. Uh, so uh, somebody, yeah, you got to think some, these things. Some them. interns getting yelled at. Yep, so, pretty, much. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Guys, I figured out how we could save a bunch of money on this. On this mail, and he's out. <laughs> Ow, ow, why are you guys hitting me? I know. Yeah, because now we have to mail them out again, you dink. But uh, <laughs> mine, mine is fine. Mine only had like a, you know, like when you peel off a thing and it has that like sticky residue on it? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I eventually got that off and it's fine. Yeah, you can work its way off that, sure. Fine, sure. but it's annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, the books, the replacements went out very quickly. Um, I don't know if they're going to do a replacement replacement, so... <laughs> Probably not, except um, unless enough people complain about it, then they might. Well, I have seen like a bunch of people complaining about it on Facebook. Like, look what happened to mine. So we look mine too. Me as well. Also, this person. You know, so <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Hey. But yeah, so that's about it, you guys. Um, All right. Next week is, uh, let's see what our episode for next week is. Oh, not telling me. You're not going to write that down? Did I, I did not write it down. Oh, I did not. I, I usually said, I'm not going to write that down. Right? Thing that. Why the you hell see the whole next couple episodes on my DVD. So I, oh, I yeah, that's right. It, uh, it is called Tokyo Ice Age. Okay, fair enough. And that we're gonna next week we're going to go with 1415 Tokyo Ice Age and Kanegon's Cocoon. So we'll see the original episode. Oh, we'll see Kanegon. the Kanegon. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And that's it uh, for this week's Science Patrol. Um, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell anybody who'll listen. Yeah, um, tell your enemies. What do we care? <laughs> yeah, be one of those weirdos who, who rents one of those planes with the banner on it. Whatever. <laughs> we're not that Please, no, we're, we're not paying, paying for that. So <laughs> Nope. We're not making that's anybody okay. off this. <laughs> no. Somebody did use our referral code, though. Um, oh, there you go. A couple extra months and, uh, of free hosting. We got another four four months of free hosting for us, so we're in the black. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Not really, but, you know, uh, we're, we're not, not as, as in, in the, the red. red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've entered pink. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it. Um, uh, if you need to speak with someone, if you're having trouble, uh, the Suicide Prevention Hotline is always available, and there's always somebody willing to talk to you and uh, waiting for your call. Patrick, what is that number? The number is 1-800-273-8255. We care. We want you to stay alive. Yeah. The world is better with you in it. Yes. That's it. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's, so, that's our thing. Yeah. On behalf of the Science Patrol, my name is Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. 
The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for The Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.